Welcome to the By Maddie Marie podcast. I am your host, Maddie Marie. Welcome back to another episode of the By Maddie Marie podcast. I am so excited to be talking to you guys today. First, let's go over our agenda. So today's episode, we're going to be talking about sleep and a few things that go into sleep. Um, But first, we're going to catch up. First, we're going to go over light and circadian rhythms. We're going to talk about sleep efficiency. We're going to talk about optimal sleep and wake times and then morning and nighttime routines. So diving right into our catch up, it is H's birthday and he's literally the love of my life. So we are celebrating that on the podcast today because this is freaking iconic. He is a literal angel and he does the best job of spoiling me and making me feel so happy. So I'm literally ecstatic that this is a whole day dedicated to him. Are you shitting me? That's the best time of my life. I love birthdays, and I'm so excited to be able to celebrate him, so happy birthday, H. We love you, and everyone's happy they finally saw your face (laughs) on social media, so that's exciting, but I'm just excited. I'm just excited to celebrate him. Everyone wish him a happy birthday, even though you don't know his full name, and yeah, that's exciting. Happy birthday. I love you. Next is our magic moments with Mad Dog. I only have one thing because I'm a little bit sick, so, you know, we're feeling it. We're feeling it today. However, my magic moment for you is I got my family pictures back, and I literally cried, dude. They're so cute. I can't help it. Romy is literally the cutest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And she was so happy. She did so good during pictures. We got some super cute ones of her cheese in big time. And it was just awesome. I love seeing the whole fam bam dressed up. And Romy made my whole day by smiling. I need to get them blown up into like a canvas or something. But that's my magic moment. I literally love pictures. There's literally nothing better. I love to just even scroll through the pictures on my phone. And just like remember, you know, it's fun. Anyways, my next updates that I have for you are gym-related because that's basically my whole personality right now. I, okay, I, my main goal is to just be strong, right? I want to be strong and I want to be buff and I want to be able to protect myself and freaking have fun with Romy. She likes to sit on my shoulders, so I like to be able to throw her up there all by myself. And she's a growing toddler, so it is getting harder, (laughs) So I made it a goal to go up on weight recently, and I did. So I did dumbbell chest press with 40-pound dumbbells, and I'm literally so proud of myself. And I usually do a curls with a 30-pound bar, but I went up to a 40-pound bar. And I – so first, I rubbed 500 pounds for three sets on leg press, and – I'm like a little scared because I would love to know what my single rep max is, but I'm scared of that. I don't want to break my legs. But then I repped 585 pounds. So that was a solid win. And I'm literally so proud of myself. So 
thank you for listening to my TED Talk about my gym, my gym updates for you. Those are PRs for me, so I'm pretty proud. Anyways, H and I went to see The Beekeeper this weekend, and I literally loved it. I First of all, I love Jason Statham, so I wanted to see it just because I know he is in good movies, and I could expect a good movie out of it. It was literally amazing. I loved, it was 12 out of 10. I loved the action, loved the comedic relief, loved the cast. Everything about it was honestly so good. So highly recommend The Beekeeper. I feel like movies went like on a downward trend since COVID. I feel like it's been a little bit rough. So that was a nice break from the shit that we've been getting. Anyways, I have a couple friendly reminders for you. The first one is a little more gentle. And that is just to make sure that you are not tolerating shit that you don't deserve. And I know that growth can be really hard. I know that growth can be really uncomfortable. I know you'll feel lonely. I know you'll feel sad. I know you'll need to mourn things that you are leaving behind. However, it is the most rewarding pain to go through something like that, like leaving shit that needs to be left in the past, people that need to be left in the past behind, and moving on and allowing yourself to be treated with the respect you deserve. And this is just another shout out to H because I had to do all that. I got divorced and I was pretty dead set on not dating ever again in my life or at least for a couple of years. And he literally came out of nowhere and treats me like a freaking princess. Like I didn't know people are supposed to be treated this way. Like, I did not know that, like, the person you're with is supposed to give a shit about you. (laughs) Like, I have always felt that way for the people that I'm with, right? Like, I have a lot of love to give, but I have never felt that in return until now. So, just another shout out to H because I literally am so excited that it's literally his whole day. Anyways, moving on, that is your gentle reminder. And this one's a little more harsh. This is a friendly reminder that if you don't want people to talk about you poorly, don't fucking act poorly. I feel like it's common sense and I'm not quite sure I understand how people have this victim mindset of, oh, but you're making me look bad. No shit. You treated me poorly. You acted bad. I'm simply restating fact. So... There's a friendly, not-so-friendly reminder that if you want people to speak positively about you, be a decent fucking person. It is literally not that hard. Some people, apparently, though, are, like, really struggling in that department. So, that's just a little reminder. I hope you're listening. Anyways, let's dive into sleep because I'm actually so excited about this episode. So, a little bit of background information. My main resolution this year is to fix my sleep schedule. I think sleep is the foundation of a healthy life. I think sleep is the foundation of fixing your immune system, your microbiome, your mental health. I think sleep literally will fix your entire life, okay, if you actually focus on it and narrow down what you need to work on. Anyways, so I've started doing a little bit of research on that, and I had bought the Hatch alarm clock a while ago, and I had set my nighttime wind down to be red light and like white noise for when I go to bed and that will play for a couple of hours it will turn off before morning and then I wake up to a sunrise and that was kind of my first introduction to like utilizing light to help maintain a healthy sleep schedule 
But then I listened to the Huberman Lab podcast on sleep. And maybe I'll drop that in the show notes because it is so good. There's another one. I'll have to find all of the episodes and link them for you guys. But the first Huberman podcast that I listened to, he introduced using light. And he kind of brought up light therapy and how he uses red light. And one of his associates, like, is a diehard, has red light bulbs all the time. And so I started doing a little bit of research on that. So we're going to talk about first circadian rhythms and light because that is kind of the newest addition to my research. Um, So I feel like I have the most to say about it. So first off, let's go over a quick definition. Your circadian rhythm is a natural cycle of 24-hour period and can fluctuate depending on your light exposure, what you eat, what you do with your day, and how you sleep. Your hormones play a part in it. Um, but it's just like the basic 24 hour cycle, right? You have to sleep for some of that. You're awake for some of that. You're active for some of that. That's your circadian rhythm. So the way that light impacts this is clearly we usually sleep in the dark, right? That's how you're going to get the best sleep. So the natural path of the day when it's dark outside and nighttime you sleep and when the sun comes up, it's time to wake up, right? So blue light has the strongest impact on your circadian rhythm, which is why sitting in front of a screen all day is like really less than optimal because you're literally like manually suppressing your melatonin production by absorbing in so much blue light and not like taking yourself outside. One of my coworkers actually he started going on a walk every day and I kind of like invited myself on it (laughs) but I'm so grateful that he lets me join because it gets me away from my desk away from my screens and into the sunlight I mean some days it's cloudy as shit because we live in like winter hell but I love it you should be getting outside and honestly corporate America really doesn't give a fuck about your circadian rhythms because they stick you in front of screens all day and you're a little bit screwed sorry for the vulgar language um but anyways white light or blue light triggers these photoreceptors in your retina which is your eyeball to suppress your melatonin production which will inevitably shift your circadian rhythm because without melatonin, you will not sleep. Um, so that I'm so sorry if you can hear me sniffling because I just feel like shit, but I made myself a promise that I would get these out to you guys every week. So I'm doing the damn thing just to keep a mental promise to myself. Sorry to torture you with my sniffling. Anyways, these photoreceptors don't react to red light. So an ideal light cycle through the day looks like getting a lot of sunlight to your eyeballs. And I know, like, I live where it's overcast hell for half the year. Um, But there's still a benefit to getting outside. And there's still light that is outside that you cannot get inside, right? There are ways. There's, like, 10,000 lux lights you can buy to put on your desk and get light inside. And I do actually want to look into getting myself something similar to that because I am inside so often, but it's not like imperative to your health if it's overcast, right? Like you should still, even not thinking about the light, like you should still be getting outside every day. It's not healthy to stay 
inside, cooped up all day long, you're going to get sad and depressed. Anyways, we've talked about white light, like, affecting your melatonin production and stuff. White light during the day does help boost your alertness and your mood. The important thing is just to know, like, when to cut it off and when to shift towards your nighttime light situation. I, whenever I go to my dad's, they're always, well, Grammar, she's really good at turning off the big lights. We don't do the big lights at night because it, like, almost manually has an impact on your brain, right? It doesn't almost. It does have a manual impact on your brain. So, ideally... You would wake up and watch the sunrise. It's best to get, and I will link the Huberman podcast because he's like actually scientific when he tells you why you should do this, but it's good for you to get the sunlight on your eyes when it's not directly above you, right? And there are probably, that's probably a different strength, probably different wavelengths and a little bit to do with the fact that when it's above you, it's soaking up the top of your dome, not through your eyeballs. So it's important. I, on an ideal day, I love to ground myself outside, watch the sunrise, and then like journal and meditate, right? Like that would be an ideal morning, clearly. However, it is literally freezing and there's snow on the ground. So that's literally not going to happen. So ideally, you wake up and you do turn on your big lights. You wake yourself up. Um, Another way to do this in another fashion if you're not going to get like overly stressed is to cold plunge or take a cold shower Um, and that will have the same you know wake up effect. It does trigger cortisol which is your stress hormone however right in the morning that's actually healthy for you and obviously don't like overdo it don't put yourself into a state of like panic but it is healthy to get that little little boost of some cortisol in the morning. So I have started to incorporate a cold shower here and there. It's something you kind of have to warm up to. You don't want to constantly shock your body like that if you're not physically prepared for it. So I'm easing myself into it because I hate cold showers, to be quite frank. I like to take showers where I basically feel like my feet are dipping into hell. Um, but it's good for you so I'm trying to be healthy okay at least understand that anyways let's move on to sleep efficiency so I got the aura ring and I am actually nerding out so hard with all the data that it tells me it actually tells me my sleep efficiency and it tells me so I didn't understand what that even meant so quick google search taught me that this is calculated by how much time you spend in bed versus how much time of that is actually sleeping so if you go to bed for 10 hours and two of those hours are awake your sleep efficiency is 80 percent which 80 percent and greater is a normal sleep efficiency range most healthy people should have a sleep efficiency of like high 80s to 90 plus percent um and then another thing that my aura ring will track for me is when I'm in light sleep, when I'm in REM sleep, and when I'm in deep sleep. So there's different stages, and sometimes you, well, not sometimes, you should bounce between them all night long. Um, But the one mainly focused on is REM sleep. So this is also known as dream sleep. It's your rapid eye movement, which produces almost the exact same brain waves as when you're awake. 
And sometimes you're even more active during your dream sleep than your awake states. However, the only difference between them is right before you go into REM sleep, you get a signal sent down your whole spine and your nervous system basically tells almost your entire body to be paralyzed. So during REM sleep, your body physically is paralyzed. So that is, it's honestly bizarre. Like you've heard of like sleep paralysis where people wake up and they're still paralyzed. I don't know the science behind that, but it's crazy that your body can literally paralyze itself so that you can safely dream. I don't, which also is crazy because I don't even remember my dreams half the time. I know I'll remember like nightmares more often than I will regular dreams, but it's crazy that your body like had to, it obviously had to physically evolve because imagine, you know, those dreams where you like think you're falling and then you wake up, like imagine you acted on that because your body wasn't paralyzed and like jumped out the window while you're sleeping. Like your body is freaking crazy, dude, that it will paralyze itself so that you can still do it, still dream, but not harm yourself. Anyways, that was a little rant. That's REM sleep for you. And it's honestly crucial. I have noticed a few times that I haven't had long enough REM sleep, which you have to just be able to bounce. It's in between like light and dark, deep sleep, dark, (laughs) between light and deep sleep is your REM. So your sleep efficiency one is crucial because you need to be sleeping obviously enough time that you get enough of each sleep stage for it to be useful. So that has been fun. Optimal sleep and wake times. I think between seven and nine hours is the ideal amount of sleep, right? I do believe that there is sleeping too much and there is sleeping too little, obviously. And I think they both will impact your health the same way. Like if you looked at it from a stance of it's going to take years off of your life, Sleeping too much will take years off of your life and not sleeping enough will also. So I, while I'm attempting to mend my sleep schedule, I have made it a goal to go to bed by 1030 every night. And then I like to ideally wake up between 530 and 6. So starting knowing that information, let's talk about our nighttime and morning routines. So I have incorporated red light into my nighttime routine and I have a light bulb that's right outside my room that will be red. I've got my alarm clock that will be red and I just ordered a lamp. It's like a sunset lamp that I can turn red for the main area as well. So in my kitchen and living room that will be displayed as red also. Um, And I think winding down from blue light as in like your electronic devices, your cell phone, your TV, your laptop, any of the above, I think it's important to start one to two hours before you want to go to bed by eliminating the blue light. So turn off your phone, turn off your laptop, turn off the TV. This is a great time to shower, to do your skincare, to get ready for bed, to read. This is a great time to have meaningful conversations with the people that you live with. Um, or the people in your life, give someone a phone call. I think it's just important to minimize actually staring at the blue wavelengths. I know there are also ways you can eliminate blue light from your phone. I think you can turn the blues all the way down. Um, And I know that Huberman talks about that in his podcast. So that is something to remember. Anyways, 
ideally, my nighttime routine, I put Romy to bed. I take a few minutes to wind down. I shower and I get in bed. I do like to prep myself and look at my calendar for the next day so that I'm aware of where I need to be and when, what time I need to be actually ready for the day, all that jazz. And then I do like to, I journal on my phone. So I try and get that done earlier. Um, And then bedtime. And I have the red light in my bedroom playing while I fall asleep with white noise. So I know that might not be ideal for you. However, I have enjoyed having red light in my home. And I think it's cool how that affects your actual like cycle of your body. But as for a morning routine, ideally when the weather permits, I kind of already talked about that, how we live in literal frozen hell. Um, I do like to ground myself. So on an ideal, say it's June and I can actually go outside early in the morning and not freeze to death. Um, ideally, I like to ground myself outside. So walk outside barefoot. You should be touching the grass and the earth and feeling it between your toes. And watch the sunrise. You should get those sun rays outside. Even better if you can stretch or do yoga or meditate while you're out there. Watch the sunrise. I think it's also healthy to not expose yourself to blue light for one to two hours in the morning time as well. So same situation as night. This is optimal time to get ready. This is a great time to stretch, work out, meditate. Again, shocking your body with a little bit of cortisol in the morning is a good thing. So a cold plunge, a high intensity workout that's not extremely long to tire you out will do the trick you know I think that's a great way to start your morning one of my favorite resources for crafting your morning routine is the 5 a.m club I would love to get to a point where I wake up at 5 a.m again but unfortunately I was not equipped because I have a toddler who sometimes wakes up in the middle of the night and waking up at 5 a.m after being up in the middle of the night is a little difficult. So I would love to eventually get to where I can wake up at 5 a.m. and have a solid set morning routine, but I do try and maintain these routines regardless of what time I wake up. And like I said, right now, I'm ideally waking up between 5.30 and 6. So nothing too crazy later, but I do think it's important to craft your morning and your nighttime routines around optimizing your sleep efficiency I do think that it is a conscious decision and I think it's a lack of knowledge. I think if you did a little bit of research, you'd understand like I like I truly was oblivious to all of this until I started caring about it and started doing the research and I think my aura ring had a lot to do with it. Um, so I think it really is just like ignorance and ignoring the fact that literally Google exists and you can do extensive amounts of research for free from the comfort of your own home. So I think it's time. This is partially why I started this podcast and this doing this particular episode is I would love to share what I know so that we can all attempt to better our own lives. But I do think that does start with a healthy sleep schedule. So welcome to my New Year's resolution. I hope you did learn something cool. I will find and link the Huberman Lab podcast episodes as well because they are truly so educating and they were super helpful to a lot of the things that I have learned the last couple of weeks as well regarding sleep. So 
I hope you can get to bed on time tonight. And again, happy birthday, H. We freaking love you. Hope you have the best day ever. And I will talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. As always, you can find links to my blog and my socials in the description. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review. Have the best Taco Tuesday. I'll talk to y'all next week.